Welcome, everyone, to what could possibly be the first episode of our brand new Dungeons & Dragons podcast. World Desire presents Tales of Artasia, a dark fantasy homebrew world. I do apologize in advance for any audio or technical issues. We are quite new to podcasting. To set the scene for our podcast listeners, our party of hero hopefuls had traveled to the Druid Circle of Teheranatar in hopes of removing a powerful corruption that had befallen one of their own. Along the way, they encountered a pair of Medusa, and under the Druid's guidance, removed their curse, thus paying a portion of the cost the wild magic would demand for healing the twins, Sarlet and Serene, as well as a village girl named Natsia, of the foul blood magic that had plagued their souls. Even with their assistance with the Medusa, the wild magic would still ask much of the party, tasking them to gather ingredients for a ritual that would send their spirits into the psyche of Serene in order to remove the corruption from within. It is here in this dreamlike world that Sarlet met her end, when one of the party members, Baron, slayed her, having been possessed by his own eldritch powers. When the party awoke in the material plane, they found that instead of dying, Sarlet had merged with her twin sister Serene and was reborn anew. Though she, possessed, though she possessed the memories of the twins, she was a blank slate with no memories of her own and no name. Taifeng dubbed her Firefly after the pet name he had given Sarlet, and while unconvinced of the name, she adopted it for now. The party, having noticed Eric's absence, inquired about his whereabouts and were handed a note that he had left with a scout when he had departed. Reviewing the letter, the party learned of Eric's reservations in regards to the recent events, and how he had ultimately decided it best to head his separate way. The letter read, the party discussed amongst themselves, and questioned Firefly about what knowledge she had retained from prior to being reborn. Wrapping up the conversation with Firefly, Taifeng proceeded to speak privately with Baron regarding his ring, hoping to convince him to finally be rid of it. With Taifeng and Baron conversed, Firefly wandered off to speak with the Archdruid Feyre, curious about her existence. In very simple terms, Feyre prescribed Firefly to simply live, to experience life and make her own decisions about whom she was. Reconvening, the party inquired about Natsia, and after a short ritual she awoke from her slumber. Her personality reverted to what it was prior to the blood magic's taint. Horrified by her actions, she fell to her knees begging for her forgiveness, unable to forgive herself. She revealed the price the wild magic had demanded and would stay in Teheranatar to become a dryad. Taking the opportunity, they discussed with Feyre the best course of action regarding Baron's ring and ultimately decided it was time to be rid of it. Making their preparations, Feyre brought them to a secluded area and created an imprisonment that would prevent the corruption in Baron's ring from escaping while they attempted to sever his finger. While Kraz held him down, Typhang attempted to sever the finger with his dagger. However, the creature that inhabited Baron's ring would not go down without a fight. As combat ensued, the creature unleashed a terrible darkness upon the world the likes of which the party had never seen. Desperately, the, the party fought to subdue the creature without the aid of Baron, and were successful but at a terrible cost as Typhang fell in battle. Unable to heal him, Firefly cried out desperately for Feyre, the battle having ended. Rushing in, 
Pharaoh realized that he had perished, but would be able to resurrect him if he acted quickly. Sending her scouts to fetch the necessary materials, the druids hastily prepared a ritual to bring him back to life. As the ritual was conducted, Typhon's body was enveloped and cocooned in a shell of thorns. When he merged, he had been completely made anew. A far cry from the tiefling he once was, Typhon's body had drastically changed. Adorning his head were a set of large gold and silver antlers, his eyes now a golden green hue, and a shawl of feathers cloaking his shoulders. The party welcomed him back with joy and confusion at all that had transpired. Feeling a new joy for life, Typhon ran off to find Bern and to celebrate the fact that they had all survived. Baron, however, feeling responsible for two deaths within the party, has secluded himself. And that, my good friends, is where we begin today. If I'm wrong, we're still in the clearing, right? Yes. You, I mean, I think you walked off a little bit to do some whittling, if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah. Um, so, I'm proficient in that. I'm making small... Yeah, so for the most part, you guys are still, like, you're not too far from each other. You guys can easily reconvene. But I think for the most part, uh, I think you were reading a book, he was whittling, and then Taifeng and Baron were having a conversation with each other. Not as much a conversation as much as a bitching. That's fair enough. <laughs> but I turn this to you guys. What would you guys like to do? Uh, from, from, what, from what we last talked about, you guys did want to return to uh, the nearby town of Aeshiol to uh, get back your wagon and make your uh, to begin your journey towards the Twin Cities. So Kraz walks over to... No name. No name. <laughs> no name. Not Sarlet. Yes. Uh, Kraz, uh, Kraz wants to get food. Come with me. Show you how to get food. Kraz show oh, you how to get food. Okay. So uh, Kraz is showing her how to use survival skills okay. to gather food. And while we're doing that, <clears throat> uh, Kraz uh, made you something. I hand you a wooden, uh, a little wooden uh, carving that I made about like two pounds. That figurine. It's of you. That it looks kind of like you. I took time on it, and if you read the proficiency, She's like, tilting it around in her hand, like this is what I look like. This is what I look like. This is me. Kraz, yes. Kraz, give that to you. Yes, yeah, it's yes. very strange because you've never seen yourself before. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Avatar probably doesn't have mirrors. No. No. Mirrors are relatively expensive commodity. Normally, it's something that nobles have because they're quite expensive. I mean, being rich adventurers, you guys could definitely afford them, but you guys currently do not have any mirrors. And Druids are highly unlikely to have mirrors. They don't typically have anything that is inorganic. So she's tilting it around and, and looking at it in amazement. She goes, they only, they only saw each other when they were looking at each other. This is... Do I really look like this? Yes, this, well, this is what Kraz thinks you look like. <laughs> and Petunia, my, my beautiful feather flower. For Are you sure listeners. that's a flower? Oh, yes, yes, yes. See, see, see. Uh, Tifang was a seed, right? Right? <laughs> okay. And then, then Petunia uh, grew out seed, right? Right? Mm-hmm. And then seed grew into Tifang. And Tifang had feathers, and, and Tifang gave me one, and I put it in flower pot. Well, and now it's Petunia. Well, wouldn't that make the feather a petal and not a flower? Oh, no, no definitely a flower. flower. Definitely a flower. No, it grew. Okay. It grew from seed. Got the cries. <laughs> I feel like 
Oh, the person the, the, I was water. before had knowledge of plants, but she never knew about this. Oh, no, very special, very special. That's why Kraz only has one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Look, it likes water. I'm using water skin. To feed what it what kind water. of fruit does it bear? Uh, don't know yet. It's still new. Don't do. Kraz don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kraz don't know yet. But Kraz will find out. Kraz will find out. Kraz grow. Kraz grow. Between you grow. And we'll find out. Yeah. Hmm. While this riveting conversation is happening, what is Baron and Taifang, not Tifang, currently doing? Because Kraz can never remember the actual pronunciation of the name, apparently. As well, Burn, so I think it's time that we go back. Yeah. We should get some rest, and we should return back to the city and get in our carriage. Yeah. Should we not? I agree, we should uh, get going soon. Don't make me drag you, please. I'll go with you. One, two, uh... Or we discuss. Good. Let's go see her. Whether you'd like to see her face or not, I don't care. Okay. But please, do indulge me, and do take your time to get to know the new person that you created. Okay. Shall we? Yeah, let's, let's go. Don't make me shackle your other hand. Baron just looks at Typhoon angrily. Oh, come on. Um, take a joke. No. That was a lovely one. No. It's, he walks off. Ah, the joys of fucking him again. You uh, <laughs> walk a little ways away, and it takes a little bit of time because uh, Firefly has wandered off. At, having just returned, um, conversing with Feyre, she, you meet up together, and they're basically you come in at the tail end of this flower feather pot conversation, and you all reconvene Wall together. Gathering <laughs> fruits and vegetables. Typhoon, did you know you're going to produce fruit? <laughs> really, I. I said so. I told Kraz that he should be feeding his flower only positive thoughts and sunlight. Kraz gave him well, water too. Isn't growing water. fruit positive? Exactly, that is the fruit that this flower will produce for Kraz and hopefully for Burn as well. But he said you were a flower, so that means you will produce fruit. Yes, my fruit is positivity and light well, to all of us. Does positive taste good? That. Does positive taste good? Does fruit have to be eaten? Can yes, it just be something that, is, good? that is what fruit is. It's food. Isn't positivity food for the mind? No. Isn't a book a food for the mind? Your mind isn't eating it, it's absorbing the knowledge. That's not eating. Or is it eating? Oh my god. I have to, uh, I have to make a mental note of this. Okay, um, books are... Does positive taste good? Food. Yes, it makes you feel very, very good. Yes! These things make you feel very good. Guys, can't wait till Petunia grows positive. It's <laughs> <laughs> all you guys. You tell me what you want to do. You guys continue talking like this if you want for like literally the next eight hours. Or like to be introduced. I, I assume yeah, I assume uh, Matt would like his character. Well, Raz needs to go south. Oh, shut up, Matt. <laughs> about what time is it right now? Oh goodness, you have no idea. Being in the Feywilds, right. there is no day-night cycle. It is just you know perpetually this green out. glow, you know to it. So it's very difficult to know what time uh, the weather is, or what day it is. Um, so I think what would be in order would be for us to rest and then head out. Because I imagine... I mean, how long has it been since we rested? 
not terribly long, all things considered. You guys, whenever you were in uh, Serene Psyche, you guys got a long rest when you awoke. Um, but you have not had a real rest since then, and you had a combat... Uh, you know, between now and then. So it's only been a couple of hours. You'll probably, it makes more sense for you guys, and Typhang would know this, to travel and rest at AF Sheol, which is about, you know, most part of a day away. Okay. So if we would like to gather our things and make our way back to the city to go to our carriage, we can make our way up to the Twin Cities. Yes. Are we leaving now? Can we leave now? I'd say within the hour. Grab's ready. Kraz going to there, go gather you're more ready food. as well? Yes. Kraz got food. Kraz, Kraz got things to do, like wood carving. Kraz got petunia. Kraz good to go. Oh, Kraz needs a few minutes. Kraz got to go see a wood tree. Kras, okay, Kras we will off. meet you back uh, at the exit of Terenta. Kraz goes to take a dump. I can't wait to meet a real horse. Until the horse is still alive. I hope so. Why would it be dead? Who killed it? Well, the horse was injured on the way here. It was very, very tired, but I believe they were very good with the horses. They die when they, when they get tired? They can get very exhausted, but I don't think they died. I think there's... Then why did you say they might be dead? Very bad force of habit from the previous person I was. I'm sure the horse I horses... don't want to meet a dead horse. You will not meet a dead horse. I promise you that. Oh, Kras came back. Oh, that was so good. Oh, Kras feels so much lighter now. Kras good to go. Kras, did you go relieve yourself? Oh, yeah. Kras felt real good now. Petunia watched. Still Petunia. Kras ready to go. All right, let's make our way and say our farewells. You spend the better part of an hour conversing with yourselves as you uh, slowly pack up your things. Um, is there anything, is there anyone you want to say goodbye to or contact individually or just want to quietly try to make your way out, excusing yourself from the druids. Uh, I think Feyre and Natsia. Okay. Feyre will come find you as you're uh, packing up. You know, she, she can see the obvious sign of departure, and she approaches you, all of you. I, I take it you guys are going to be departing soon. Is there anything that you need for your journey? If you would have any provisions that you would lend us, or rations... We can certainly put together some trail rations for you guys. I would like to remind you, though, that the ring, for now, is sealed, but I, I do not have a proper means of sealing it. I implore you to find someone who can properly seal it, be it some sort of magical apparatus or simply moving it to a safer location. It is safe, for now, in Tehernatar, but it will be properly need to be dealt with in the future. Yes, we will return and find a method of extracting whatever is contained with it or of sealing it. In if it could be destroyed, even better, but um, this creature, whatever, this demon that inhabits it is rather powerful. I do not know how easy it will be to destroy. I'm afraid that uh, sort of magic is outside of my realm of expertise. Any advice that you would have given us would have been very much appreciated. We'd Really, thank you. All I can say is perhaps look for a wizard or a cleric or some sort of thing. Their, you know, arcane and divine magics are probably more closely uh, able to deal with this sort of thing than we are. And how is Natsia? She's doing better. She's had some time to calm down. She still feels incredibly guilty of everything that happened since 
she's very wary to face uh, our friend here, uh, Firefly, as we dubbed her. Rasmus Is it because of what I look like? I'm afraid so, my dear. That seems to be a problem. <clears throat> you are your own person, though. You may have the body and the memories of your predecessors, but you are your own individual. Kraz goes up to Pharaoh and gives Pharaoh pick up. She like she hugs me back, but it's sort of like a yes, nice dear, very nice. <laughs> and I hold Petunia the the, the uh, feather flower and say Petunia likes hugs too. Kraz, are you aware that that is a feather, not a plant? Oh, no, no, no. It grew from seed, from the ground. It grew up. It'll grow. It, it's going to grow positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kraz can't wait to eat positive. Hug Petunia. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, my dear. Sure. <laughs> she pats you on the back. <laughs> you all make your preparations. You say your farewells, and just as you are ready to part, Feyre comes with you. Uh, see a timidly following behind. Um, she's very holding very close, and she seems to have reverted to a, almost a childlike state, you know, having almost experienced a mental shutdown considering uh, the traumatic experiences. That and while Natsia doesn't say much or doesn't really even look at you guys, there's still, like, an effort to be there, at least to see you off. Otherwise, she would have completely hidden. Uh, again, she seems to have reverted to almost a childlike state. She's, you know, following closely behind Feyre, almost clutching at her robes that as if trying to hold on to her hand. Um, and Feyre sends a scout forward who has a large pack of uh, trail rations and hands them to. And I wish you all safe journeys. Um, I unfortunately, being the fact that I've, we, the Druid Circle to Hanatar is very separated from the outside world, I cannot give you clear directions to where uh, the Twin Cities is other than it is in the east. Uh, you're more likely to find closer uh, information about its location uh, from uh, the nearby towns that you know they'll know more about the area than we do. When you find word of a way to uh, deal with this ring, be it through sealing it or destructing it, please do try to send us word. And I wish you all uh, safe travels. Typhoon gives a quick bow, not realizing how tall his antlers are. <laughs> yeah, you're very tall. Um, and. There's like a slight smile on her, like the corner of her lips, like as if she's trying to like almost like not chuckle from the clumsiness of your of your newfound form. Um, and you, you know, she leads you out. Uh, she doesn't lead the glade herself, but she'll walk you to sort of the edge, and then a, one of the scouts will essentially escort you out of Tehernatar. And as you begin your long trek throughout the woods. Is there anything you guys want to talk to or just want to speak? So Kraz is walking, as he's walking, you know how you walk backwards, turning to the group? Kraz doesn't know where we're going. That's right, Kraz. You weren't with us whenever we left our cart back. We're going to. We have a cart? Yes, we do. We don't have to walk? No. We're going to the Twin Cities. First, it's the little village on the way, and then the Twin Cities. I don't know if he's ever been there. Kraz hasn't been there. Kraz, have you been to many cities? Many cities? No. Walk by cities? Yes. In the cities? Crap, too many people. Will you be comfortable in a city? Kraz will find out. Petunia will find out. You will find out. Can we find out quietly? Kraz can't promise that. That's okay. Kraz will try, though. Kraz I tried typing. Kraz will never be quiet. This is something I've come to be accustomed to. 
at this point in the past day or two since you've known them. As you exit the Feywilds, making your way into the Delsfior forest that surrounds Seher Natar, the cold comes back quite quickly and you forgot for a while that it is winter. You're quickly having to scramble to find your winter cloaks as you exit the forest. There is a thick layer of snow everywhere. I just want to make a comment that Firefly was merely dressed in those white robes that the druids gave her. So she has nothing. She came with nothing. She leaves with nothing. And uh, as soon as that cold hits her, she's like... (gasps) That's very true. All of the items that Charlotte possessed were taken. Well, see now, Kraz is has a high constitution and is wearing a bear cloak. I have stuff in my bedroll that I'm not using. Okay. So I'm assuming I notice her shivering, like. Well, immediately she's like, "This is what cold feels like." <laughs> she's trying to wrap her hair around herself. Oh, Kraz thinks like he can help. Kraz thinks he can help. Kraz goes through his little bag there. He comes out with some winter clothes that he's not using, which are way too big for you, probably. Do you actually have winter clothes in your inventory? I, well, I have, like, the bedroll thing there. Let me double check. Because if you do not have, like, actual proper winter clothes, you, along with uh, not Starlet, will have to actually buy some proper winter clothing when you get to the nearby town. With the hundred gold we have left? The hundred copper? Yeah. Is that hundred copper you have? We had a thousand gold. Oh, good. A thousand one hundred and eighty-two. <laughs> you took it all. Uh, that was the cost to uh, bring you back Did to you life. Did you take Baron's coin purse that was on him as well? Yeah. No. No, he didn't. You he, have it. How much gold was in there? You never did. So uh, there's 78 copper. <laughs> Woohoo, you're rich. 91 gold pieces. Okay. Are we and, talking about this out loud? Yeah. And for silver pieces, 69. Very proud of 69, aren't you? Nice. <laughs> Would be more impressive if it was 420. Mm. So, much like with Kalanadale, you find yourselves... Penniless? Penniless, <laughs> once again. And it will be a struggle for you guys until you can find some sort of coin. You'll definitely want to, I imagine, take on some sort of job as soon as you can. Are we talking like this out of a party or characters that money wise? Money wise, I'm assuming that was in character about how penniless you are. Oh well, what oh. Kraz takes out a handful of gold coins and holds them out. Like Kraz has lots of these. I don't use them. Do you actually have money? Yeah, I do. How much money does Kraz have? Fifty-seven gold coins. Hey, that's a pretty solid amount of gold. Okay. Well, that's Kraz's money though. So right. you show them the. Uh, a handful of gold, and then you immediately put it back in your pocket. You're like, yeah. look, I've got money. And yeah. then you just be like, but it's still mine. <laughs> so Firefly is just clutching herself and, like, holding her two books that she possesses. And, like, who's going to keep my books form? Do you have a bag? She has nothing. She has nothing. Um, I will give her my set of traveler's clothes. Okay. I have a set of winter clothes and traveler's clothes. Okay. So you're giving her the traveler's clothes? Yes. Okay. It's my. It's better than what she's got on right now. Absolutely, because currently she has nothing but a simple blouse, a simple... Like a shift. Yeah, very, 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 very simple garments. It's actually, when you think about it, how did Serene get to Jehair Natar wearing nothing? From what I remember us describing of Serene, she was barefooted, yeah. and she was wearing nothing more than a simple white garment. So, like, she was wearing, like, spring attire, or summer attire, and somehow she managed to walk, you know, 
600 kilometers to Tahir Natar from Wolf's Run. It's okay, she's tough. So we're walking? She's dead. Like <laughs> that said, though. Technically, she is. That said, as you exit the Delphior Forest and the cold hits you like a wave as it chills you to your bone and you look around and you see the morning sun. There's a thick layer of snow around and you know that it, from here it will take you good part of a day. You'll probably be arriving around sunset by the time you get to uh, the nearby town of Sheol where you left your wagon along with your horses. One of them was injured. How much snow was on the ground? Ish? Like a good foot of snow. So I'm assuming. It's like knee high height for the two dwarves. Praz. I gave her the set of traveler clothes. So there's boots. Oh, there's boots. Everything is very, very large for you, though. It's you're you're practically swimming in the boots. You're having to take. Uh, you have to go very slowly because you're half mm-hmm. tripping in it. My feet are like falling out of the boots. And I'm tripping yeah. a lot. But, it's uh, very difficult. I think has exposed skin right now due to the fact he doesn't fit his clothes. Yeah, all of you guys are not currently, except for I think Baron, who is yeah. still actually has all of his proper winter gear, are not suited for this terrain and this weather right now. You'll definitely want to pour what little money you have left to your proper winter clothing, otherwise you risk actually dying of exposure. I mean, I had like bought the three-quarter jackets when I was like an actual jacket, probably. Do you want Kras to carry you? You're slow. I'm sorry. Kras, so strong. Kras, strong. And your feet, you're, you're, you're falling in the like snow. Like she lifts her feet out of the snow, and she probably still has uh, wounds remaining from when Serene walked all the way here. So like her feet are scraped up, like they are. Yeah, they're very, very blistered. It's very, very callous from like mm-hmm. healed blisters from how she had walked. You know, a great many distance. Like she walked literally. Down and up a mountain, through the woods. So Kras gets down on one knee and like puts his other knee up so she can use like a ladder to get on to Kras. You're not that tall. <laughs> um, Do I have to do a strength check for that, or am I good to carry? Uh, what are your strength score? My you, strength you're, score you're, is you're probably weighs like ninety pounds at this point. It will it, picking her up is no problem. It's carrying her for eight hours is going to be the problem. Everyone except for Baron will need to meet constitution saving throws, otherwise they could take risks of taking exhaustion. I'm okay um, with constitution. I will I tell Kraz, uh, Kraz, that's not necessary. If you'll just wait minutes, and I do a quick prayer for ten minutes and cast Fine Steed. Okay. So, while uh, all of this is happening on you, take a moment and you sit down, and you've only done it once before and in a dreamlike world, so the sensations of conjuring the magical energies is a bit different here. Uh, Things feel closer here, where everything felt very far away in uh, Serene's psyche, that, that disconnection between the material plane, and you sit and you close your eyes and you begin to weave the magical energies together, And for a little while, you think nothing happens. And then there is a brilliant neighing that comes through, and it has almost an ethereal echo to it as this beautiful white uh, steed that is somewhat translucent and has 
almost like a blue speckled coat comes galloping through the woods. Um, I get to choose what steed. My apologies. I just assumed you'd want a horse. No, I want an elk. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. It's more appropriate. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So this beautiful, same, same sort of description, but it has beautiful, uh, dark, uh, ebony and blue tinged antlers, um, as it prances, uh, through the woods, uh, heeding your call. The call sound like, is there a call? No, it, the animal's call, not okay, him. Okay, well, I thought Typhaine his, his was call like... was His call was the magic that he... I, I thought Typhaine was bellowing like an ugly... <laughs> I mean, if he wants to, he can. No. That's, that seems more like a crass move, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, how could you not narrate that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you would like to get on, I believe at least two of us can ride it. So, before I do, get on! <laughs> and as I say that to you, I turn into a giant elf. Now, for druids, however, it is only an hour, I believe. Uh, it is your oh. druid level yeah. divided by two? Something like that. There are rules Round for how end. long you can turn into it. Uh, wild right, shape I don't is... have to walk in the snow the better. I mean, you're still going to be walking in the snow. Yeah, you're but still, I'm an animal. You're still walking in the snow. You just have more legs. <laughs> more feet to get cold. And we go faster because they're running on the steed. Him on top of me. We can both run for a bit. And uh-huh. the elk has a speed of 50. Yeah. Uh, how tall is the elk? Quite tall. Quite yeah. tall. Do the whole yeah. animal need things? Oh, you're turning into an elk as well? Yeah. Well, the match. Oh, Kras is simple. Your, I'm not you, going to do a different. Your animal. elk will be significantly smaller than the than the celestial elk that Typhon oh, has. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, so I'm three foot eleven and only have one hand that's damaged. Yeah, do you think I can get on? It'll be very difficult. <laughs> but you can hold on to my antlers. <laughs> Ow! All right, so. Uh, while uh, this shenanigans is happening, all of you guys make your preparations, uh, typing, summoning an elk, Kraz being like, well, I can do better, and turns into an elk, uh, for, for a period of time, and you all begin making your trek through the Delsfjord forest towards uh, AFGL. I need everyone who is not wearing winter clothing, aka everyone except for Baron, to make constitution saving throws for me, please, to try to shrug off the effects of the... Uh, winter weather. Charlotte, you get a plus five. Sees your ten feet. Ten feet. Okay, dirty ten twenty. Ten feet within ten feet. You're not within ten feet. You're riding. Is it all saves, or I thought it was specifically charisma saves? All saves. Literally, you add my charisma modifier to any saving throw. Okay, that's so, very good. Uh, that is a nineteen. Okay, you, despite the the cold, um. The, the 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 natural body heat that the elks give off uh, is enough to save off most of the effects of the uh, cold. Uh, eventually, though, uh, Kraz can no longer bear the wild shape and shifts back into his natural dwarven form. You're literally just gonna burn all of your wild shape abilities. Sure. This is Kraz. <laughs> I don't want to walk in the snow. He's an elk. He's on an elk, I should say. I want to be an elk. <laughs> I could do it for two hours. Okay. Yeah, I just checked it out. All right. Yeah. So, you know, you have to take a little bit of a break, though. So you can... All right, 10 minute walk. Yeah, no, 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 no. You take a little bit of a break. It's oh. physically exerting. Okay. So you take a little bit of break, 
and then you resume the wild shape yeah. uh, an elk again I'm assuming yeah and you continue on your march because I imagine my elk doesn't get tired <laughs> no your your seed being uh, it is not a natural seed it might have the appearance of an animal but it is not an animal uh, it is celestial in nature um, that said uh, could everyone just make another constitution taken there just uh, just for fun while I let my dog back inside okay. <laughs> 25. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, 10. Oh, all right. Um, I'll give you guidance. Uh, no, it's already happened. Yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, guidance I can give after, but it doesn't work on saving throws. No. Yes. Natural 20. You don't need to. You have, you have winter clothing. You're just very happy. You're just yeah. burning your natural 20s. Stop it. I didn't even roll. <laughs> As you all uh, make continue on your journey, the cold begins to eat away at all of you. But thankfully, the natural body heat of the elks and, and being so huddled together is saving off much of the effects. Alex, sorry, Typhang, however, cold is wearing you down. It is very difficult. Uh, you're finding your progress is, uh, is, is impeded and you're finding that you're much slower going. Uh, you're going to take a level of exhaustion. You will notice, however, that during your journey, while the most of you have been chatting together, Baron has been very quiet. And as you sort of come to realize this, you see off in the distance the small town of Aeshfiol where you left your uh, wagon. And eventually, by roughly just around the time when the uh, sun begins to set, you finally arrive in the town. And you all can make your plans as you will. How long did that take? A, a good six, eight hours of walking. So I used all my wild shape. Most likely, yes. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah. Um, we should probably find ourselves an inn to rest for the night before we head out. I imagine we're all tired after that trip. I am very tired. I am very you say that and but your teeth are chattering the whole time like you're all you are all frozen even even though you may have shrugged off the effects to not be uh become sick or physically exhausted you are all frozen even baron with his winter clothing you are starting to feel the effects of the cold weather and there's nothing that you guys want more than a warm bed Kraz has never really been in a city. Kraz can't really leave here. You look like you have something you want to say, not Sarlet. Is this also the town in which they had wanted posters with Serene's face on them? Um, yeah, I believe so. That's Can you true. Look, one hundred percent like that person. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Well, I mean, even Sarlet, being a twin, yeah. uh, was stopped. Was was stopped. Sorry, I am just currently trying to find my notes about how much an in cost to stay at because I don't remember. I think it was like two, two silver. It, it depends, like on the town. Yeah. You know, a small village like they're in would be a lot cheaper than like a big city. Depends on the quality. That too, the quality as well. Average, yeah. I think, was about two silver. Yeah, it's either like up to like as little as two silver and up to two like two to ten gold. I think. Unfortunately, in my giant pile of notes, I cannot find the single note that I'm looking for. Um, so for now, I will just assume a number, and we can correct it later if necessary. Um, for modest, for a poor room, two silver. For a modest, yep. one gold. Oh yeah. Oh no, here they are. It's right here. It's on my other page. <laughs> cool. Lifestyle. Wretched. <laughs> How did you know about my lifestyle? <laughs> I mean, it's not hard. Mm -hmm. Oh no. It's, it's five silver. 
because that's including meals per person. All right, you guys head in, as you guys make your way towards the town, Bear, you recall being stopped by the guards because of Starlet's appearance, and you, you know, like, maybe a couple hundred yards away from the gate, you turn over and look at Serene, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, hold on, everyone, uh, I think, remember when we came into town? Yes. The posters for a certain someone? Oh, dear, that's not good. Can we do this somewhere a little warmer, please? The gods might see our little friend here. And she has a hood on her cloak that I lent her, and if she puts it up, maybe they won't see her. Yeah. She like, puts it over, and she's like, nobody likes my face. Kras <gasps> has idea. Kras has idea. She sit on my shoulder, put cloak around me, and she seemed like a taller person. I love it. You'll be unnaturally tall. <laughs> okay. Let's yeah? Do it. Yeah, if you want to do it, I fucking yeah. love this plan. Yes, loves it. Grass loves this idea. <laughs> so does everybody else. You all did it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so what I'm going to do, uh, I'm assuming you're going to be, yeah. who's going to be the top and the bottom? Oh, no, i got to be on the bottom, because I'm bigger. Well, no, but here's <laughs> the thing, but they're still going to see her face. Nice. She's just going to be taller. You would have to be on don't, top. Don't tell them this. Let them figure it out. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, she's not thinking about it. So that, there's Kraz. Kraz thinks he's bigger. He's got to be on the bottom. So what you're she's saying is, so what you're saying is Kraz is the bottom? Yeah. Kraz is the bottom. Naturally, I'm a top. Naturally, <laughs> of course. Dindy. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I know that my big dick energy is like exciting you, but calm down. We're making a podcast. So I assume she'd be sitting on yeah, my shoulders, my hands would be holding podcast. her like this, and she'd be up. And we're rated R. <laughs> and the clothes. I already have a content warning on her on, the, on Anchor. <laughs> so the plan is that you are going to put her on her shoulders, yeah. and then you're going to take the cloak that's already too big yeah. for her. And drape it over top of you guys. Yeah. How uh, how long is Kraz's beard? Because he could just. <laughs> I don't think his beard is like <laughs> Dumbledore beard. Okay. Well, um, she can wrap her hair around her face to look like a beard. Starlet, if you'll come down just a it's moment. Not my name. Firefly, I apologize. It's not my name. Uh, I have proficiency in um, disguise kit. Do you still? I do technically. <laughs> Do you? Okay. <laughs> I still have a disguise kit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you like to, Starlet, I could help disguise you. It's not my name. Sir, Firefly, <laughs> this might help the guards from seeing you. Okay. So I have a roll of disadvantage? Yep. Natural one. <laughs> First roll of the podcast. Makeup ever. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the first roll of the podcast. So, so as you uh, oh, yeah. take Shit. not Starlet aside and begin um, putting together a makeshift costume, you're finding that in this new body that you have, your body has been remade. You're a lot more clumsier. Your your fingers feel almost alien to you as your hands are so much larger than what they were. Your form a lot bulkier than it was. So. While you, the knowledge, the memories on how to do it is still there, the, the dexterity is not. Uh, and unfortunately, you, you, everything that you seem to put on her seems to just fall off immediately. Like you put a fake mustache, but you can't get the glue to the ear, and it just falls right and off. She's probably like shivering a lot, and it's like... 
All right, trench coat idea. I'm sure that'll go perfectly fine. <laughs> um, question: Can I use my lay on hands to get rid of exhaustion? Uh, I believe lay on hands only gets rid of poison effects or disease effects, and does not get rid of exhaustion. So, what is the plan? You are standing, uh, you know. Plan is again. I get five hundred meters away from the town, all huddled together in in a snowbank, essentially being mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, what do?" So I go down. I do the one knee thing again, so she can get on, and then go on my shoulders, so I can hold her knee, kind of thing. You know what I mean? To go like this. Okay. With the trench coat wrapped around, and I am just walking because I can't. <laughs> She, like, uses her thighs to, like, squeeze your shoulders to be like, we're going this way. <laughs> okay. Draz will go with the squeeze. <laughs> okay. All right. I assume we're going to. Kraz wants to Unless, unless there's something else. Uh, we're going with two kids in a trench coat plan. I can't wait to see these performance rules fail. I am proficient in performance. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, I love that. You're still going to be doing it with this advantage. So? <laughs> I love this. Alright. Yeah. You... That's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. All right. We're going to yeah. a tavern. We need to get some food. We need to get some drink. We need to get some sleep. Yeah. That's okay. what we're supposed to go hood on. You make your way up to uh, the... Essentially, the, the makeshift town guard. Um, and... <laughs> goodness gracious. There's two of them, uh, you know, standing there. One of them is half leaning on his spear, like dozing. The other one shrugs him and is like, hey, come on, there's people coming. And he's like, what? Oh, oh, yeah. And he like pats himself, tidying himself up a little bit, and he stands up. Uh, welcome uh, to Israel. What's your business? We're here to retrieve a cart that we had left in the town, and we're looking to for an end to stay for the night. I... And there are how many of these? One, there two, four. Or three. Sorry, three. No. Three. <laughs> and then she's talking. She's like, four, including the elk. Yes. Of course. That's <laughs> what I meant. All right. And then the other one says, uh, look at these fuckers. They're really tall. That was really tall. That was really small. They're just, you know, kind of driving each other. Uh, I do need you, uh, not Charlotte, to make your terrible performance roll with disadvantage. I'm giving myself guidance. Wow. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> do you still have guidance? I do. Oh, you do. Excellent. Um, well, you guys all step up and the water poster sit, like, is positioned comically okay. right behind their heads as you guys slowly try to make your way through not getting attention. It was between a 27 and a 24. <laughs> Excellent. You are uh, consistently have been the highest roller in our campaign. You always roll extraordinarily I, well. I have mentioned this before, but... You have a, a demon that gives you... I Not a demon. A, uh, Oracle. That's no, 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 no. Uh, an entity. <laughs> we respect. We respect pronouns. <laughs> respect the dice god. Yes. All right. And as you are all, you know, inhaling deeply, 
you know, you're with bated breath, you're like, okay, let's walk through. We're not suspicious at all. Two kids in a trench coat, a six foot tall man, a dwarf, and a big blue elk. Not weird at all. Just another day in the woods. And the other, well, the two, one of the two guards, one of them, another, 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 you think that looks like the girl in the poster? Nah, you dumbass. This one's like way taller and uglier. And you guys manage to squeak your way through the gate. Um, and you make your way in towards the small town of Aeshiel. It is a very small village. It is larger than Fandolin, but it is still very, very small. There are, you know, nay more than a few uh, public buildings, you know, only a couple of inns possibly, you know. And you do remember that you left your uh, wagon at age uh with it with a family that you had rescued their daughter um i don't believe we ever actually named that poor family because the npc was with us for only a couple of hours <laughs> but what would you guys like to do do you want to try to so our your- podcast listeners we just got away with the kid on top of kid trench coat scenario to get into the village just so it's clear it worked the reason worked i think because- it worked well was butterfly has no idea what she's doing so everything seems natural Yes, I, I think, I think also aiding to Here it is the fact that the uh, the the guards were literally sleeping on the job, so you know they're not the brightest, they're not the most hardworking. Slipping past them was not going to be particularly and difficult. That was idea. Obviously, he's the party leader. Uh, I'm gonna make a note of that. Kras uh, uh, is a party. Leader. So, where do you guys want to go? Crass tired. Crass thirsty. We should go and rest. Mm-hmm. It's been a long journey. I'm very cold. Are you just going to try to find out the first nearest inn, or are you going to try and find like a particular inn, like a really cheap one, a more expensive one? How we see the ugliest inn on the street, and she points to it and says, why don't we stay in that one? Does the town have a lot of inns? <laughs> There's only a handful of them. The one that doesn't look more expensive. They so want to go to the cheapest one. Excellent. So you ask around a couple of the villagers, and they point your way to uh, one of the nearest inns. And I don't have a good inn name, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the Cranky Hen House. <laughs> sure, the Cranky Hen House. Love it. There's two inns in towns, the Bubbling Boil and the Cranky Hen House. You just had to go to the Cranky Hen House. And you ma- cozy. And you make your way up, and it's very quickly apparent as to why it's called the Cranky Hen House is because it's right next to a chicken coop, and they are very, very noisy. The, the constant squawking of the chickens is deafening. Uh, Firefly notices and points, Look at all those chickens! And so you make your way up to the... The cranky hen house with a literal hen house attached to the uh, makeshift tavern, and you step your way in, and the door with a heavy creak opens as a, a cascading dust comes up. Clearly, not the most popular tavern in town. <coughs> Ow, my fingers! Uh, duck. Little quack, little late. Quack. Sorry, Kras, uh, you're quacking up. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, this is sudden character, by the way. So cringy. <laughs> Podcast is very cringy. Oh, I'm, I intend to. 
I only die when I want to die. Just kill me. <laughs> Excuse me, could we have a room? Hey, uh, uh, how, how many are you? Three of us. Uh, three of you. Okay, that will be a, uh, uh, I can't do math. Uh, if I remember, uh, there's four and then it goes seven, right? So that will be uh, f- 14 silver, please, for the three of you. That doesn't sound right. Is that math? Four and seven? So I believe five. you mean 11. No, I'm pretty sure I mean 14 silver. All right. Here's one little piece. Here's the money. <laughs> do a deception check. <laughs> Uh, have guidance. Uh, let's see. Fortunately, I actually still kept proficiency in deception, so that's an 8 plus 6, that is... 14. 14. 14. 14. Okie dokie, thank you very much. Here are your keys. And he hands you several rusty keys. <laughs> Grabs his hand, peeks out of the cloak, and takes them. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> What a creature are you? I've never seen the people actually, with hands at cross level. We're actually not sure. I was sort of just born. Incredible. Well, have a good night. Thank you. <laughs> Do you need food as well? Yes. Okay, dokie. Yes, we'll go up to our room. She, she looks you. down like this, like... Okay. Well, have a good night. I'll send the food up to you in about an hour. Is that good? <laughs> yep, that's perfectly fine. Okay, dokie. Have a good one. And he just, you know, makes his way off to the kitchen, knocking over several pots and pans as he clumsily tries to make together some semblance of food. <laughs> you know what they should make? <laughs> Fried chicken. <laughs> attached to a chicken. Some, yeah. Somewhere in the world, Eric cringes knowing <laughs> horrible is, food is about to be made. Oh, yeah. The worst food. <laughs> God. This is like the first like D&D Kentucky Fried Chicken. Where's Captain Spaulding? <laughs> there's, uh, as you uh, make your way up to it, there's a, a particularly loud... <laughs> and then... <laughs> as uh, one chicken meets its demise for your dinner. Somebody <laughs> is having fun. God, Eric wasn't here. They could teach him how to make waffles. <laughs> you open your way up to... You make your way upstairs. The wood's uh, creaking beneath your feet, and you open the heavy wooden doors, and you are entered into a small but fairly clean room, considering that everything else is fairly dusty. Um, the room itself are at least fairly well-maintained. The beds are very paper-thin, though, very simple straw mattresses and simple cloth, but at least they are the, the blankets are thick wool. wool. They are nice uh, sheep wool blankets to, get, to keep out the cold. So very least, you won't freeze. So, uh, we're in the room? Yeah. Okay, so I... I unbutton the cloak and drop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it hits the, the ground with a, a very hard thud as it's been partially frozen through the cold weather. So it's retained its shape. <laughs> yeah, it crunches. It crunches as it hits the ground as it falls into itself and kind of half sticks up and you're uh, like, oh, you, wow. Uh, for the podcast listeners, if you've ever been a teenage boy, uh, you will recognize oh, this sound from Socks. Aaron was going to immediately go to a bed and lie down. Okay, uh, who is sleeping where? Taifeng will sleep on the floor and will surrender a bed to Firefly. Well, you, you gave me three keys for three rooms. So one of the, yeah, you'll have to sleep on the floor, are... but which 
who is in what rooms together. Do you want to sleep alone? I've never slept before. I don't think I'm going to do much of it. So I don't need a bed. You still need your rest. So if you'd like to... You I'd don't know that. I would prefer to share a room with you so I can keep an eye on you. Kaz, Kaz, just go to sleep on the floor. Kaz, don't care. You don't even make your way to your own room. You just immediately just fall asleep right there. I roll out right in the middle. Awkward as hell. Off an angle. And just lie down. (laughs) Start scratching my nuts. You don't even take off your wet cloak? Oh, you are not going to get a good sleep, my friend. Kaz, don't care. (laughs) Kaz fell asleep. Okay. You're going to regret that in the morning, I'm sure. Well, they're coming in an hour, right? To bring food? Oh. Yeah. If you're just taking a short rest, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Food All right. So, type, is there like a fire going in the room? Or like no, but there is. Because um, you each all have your own individual rooms. They're all right beside each other. The one in the middle is the one that has the fireplace, but it sort of radiates enough heat for the rest of the upstairs. So, whoever has the middle room will have to stoke the fire. But there is firewood nearby, but it's not currently burning. <laughs> You've got these two fucking losers who are afraid of fire. <laughs> Actually, three of them. I fell asleep, thank God, before the fire leaves. Darren is not afraid of fire. No. I thought he was. No. No. Just oh, well. There, will you please keep an eye on the fire for us? I can keep an eye on the fire. I'll watch the fire. I if, have the feeling that I am not trusted for this. If you'd like to keep an eye on the fire, more than welcome. So, begrudgingly, Baron makes his way to his own room, and you are in the middle room and have responsibility for the fire. Um, goodness gracious. Can you just give me a straight intelligence check to see if you can remember how to make a fire? Sure. Just because you are an interesting creation. (laughs) Did you roll one? That was a natural one. (laughs) Fucking awesome. Goodbye, inn. <laughs> I was gonna say, do I burn down the inn or do I not start a fire? I think he's gonna definitely die. Yep, burning down the house. <laughs> you were too easily convinced to let this happen. And I already fell asleep. So. Do you really think Typhing wasn't gonna be? So Typhing is there watching this. I assume. So you have a chance to remedy this situation. Dude, are you having trouble? <laughs> no, the fire is just very tired. <laughs> okay, Would I guess. Would you mind me teaching you? I was going to burn out in the end, but I guess you can just teach her. <laughs> you know how to wake up fire? Yes, I do. But it's you create fire. So I imagine there's probably like a flint and stone to start the fire. Yeah, there's a flint and steel. Flint and steel. So all you do is you put little sticks and little bits of wood to start the fire. And then you take these two pieces, you just scratch it till it lets off sparks, and then it'll poof, start a fire. Okay. With strokes. Okay. You want to try first? Yeah. Okay, you are. Why don't you try again? Should I roll for something, Kale? Um, you can roll another intelligence check, but you can have advantage because he's aiding you. Okay. Well, no, I think you're going to be fine with just 19. the first roll. Yeah. You can't get money unless you get a 20. So, with Taifeng assisting you, you managed to, to get together a hearty fire. And within, um, you know, by the time that the heat is beginning to uh, seep its way through the top floor, there is a hefty knock on the door as a makeshift chicken stew is brought to you. Do I hear it? Do you I hear mean, the stew? You, he hits you. <laughs> you hear, everyone hears a, a loud knock on the door. As he okay. Quickly jumps up and runs to the door. <laughs> okay. 
I have your food. I have your food. I made you a soup. Oh, Krasabi. Uh, he hasn't seen him before. Who are you? <laughs> oh, Kras, hi. Thank you. I close the door. <laughs> I open the door again. I give him a gold coin. Thank you. Close the door again. I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> I bring the food to the middle of the room and I start eating. I'm assuming you all can reconvene in the middle of the room by the yeah. warm fire to eat your food. Yeah. Basically. Baron's still lying down in bed. <laughs> so you are still separate in your own room yeah. at far end of so the So all of you are together, minus Baron, as you are eating your food. Well, I skip down to my skin. She's not eating. Yeah. Oh, so uh, the only one currently eating, I guess, is Kraz. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kraz isn't waiting. Kraz is eating. Kraz I is would hungry. be eating, too, and would I notice if she's not eating? I'm not hiding it. <laughs> You should be eating something, Firefly. You don't want to get too weak, do you? Oh, I'm hungry, but I can't eat unless everybody else is eating. That's oh, rude. I'm eating, so is Kras. Oh, yeah, Kras hungry. Kras like food. Yes, like I said, I am eating as well. Baron is not with you, and he's not eating. Give me just a moment. As you've noticed, he's been very much absent from your conversations. and it, He just sort of blended into the background, and it's only now that you're really becoming aware, I suppose, that... How quiet he's been. If he would rather I eat in a different room, that's fine. No, no, you stay here. I'll be back. I go to the room. I go over to his room. And while they're doing that, she looks over at Kraz while he's eating. He's probably not paying much attention. She's like, do you know how to change faces? Yeah, you just kind of like move your lips. You go, and then you go, ooh. No, but like forever. Forever. You could scar. Scar's a good idea. Hurts. Hurts. But pain don't last forever. Mm-hmm. But it'll look different. Mm-hmm. You're not there. <laughs> I love that the moment you leave the room, bad advice cries come <laughs> comes in full bloom. Grow hair. Cries grow hair. I can't grow hair. Oh, well, yeah, my I hair? haven't tried yet. <laughs> I'll cut my hair off, put it on your face. Yeah, but then it won't last forever, and your hair looks so nice. Good boy. I do like the braids. Do you have a knife? I do. Kraz does have a nice forward wood cutting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I borrow it? Yeah, Kraz, yeah. Kraz hands it over. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Oh my fucking god. I'll come back to this one in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a troublemaker. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, you don't think this whole thing of me not eating to get him to leave was not orchestrated? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Beautiful. Mm. All right, heading over. Uh, you hear, you know, because the walls are, you guys, your room is so close, so you hear, uh, the Kras, a muffled, boisterous noise recognizes Kras as uh, conversing happens, and you're like, oh, normal Kras, and you go on to the next room, and you knock on the I door. I don't knock, I just open. You just open the door, and Bear, what are you doing? I'm just lying on the bed and, uh, trying to get some rest. Come eat now. <clears throat> I'm hungry. Hungry or not, she needs to eat. This is probably going to be the first proper meal she's had since she's been awake, apart from those rations that took to have to talk. You told me you would at least give it a chance. As long as you're around, you need to play nice. Okay, yes. Thank you. It's very much appreciated. I need to take care of you just as much as I need to take care of her. It is my responsibility, whether I choose it to be or not. Just exhausted at the moment. We are all exhausted. It's been a long journey. We've all lost things that we did not want to lose. Okay. I'm 
I'm, I'll just give me a second to clear my mind. I'll be there shortly. One minute. Okay. Please come and eat with us. He walks out and goes back to the room. All right. You walk in, because uh, it's only been like 30 seconds. You walk in as Kraz is handing not Starlet a knife. Do you need help cutting your food? Is that why you've asked Kraz for the knife? No, I need it for a project in which I... How did they put it in the book? Hmm. I remodel. You should not remodel the room. Oh, I won't remodel the room, I promise. Then what will you be remodeling? Me. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's my body. Yes. I love that. No. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You cause yourself harm if you remodel that way. If you like her, you could probably find an enchantress who may change or remodel you magically. I want to do it now. You don't have to look. It's okay. And she's like looking at it, and she's like, <laughs> I, I, I realize that you'd like to do it now, but it is ill-advised and very, very detrimental. Kras said I could do it. Kras. Kras just answering questions. Hop, dop, 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 dop. Kras like food. Hop, dop, 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 dop. Dop, 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 dop. Firefly, I know that you truly don't want anybody to recognize the face that you currently have. But you have to be patient. Patient means you have to wait. If I am any more patient, I will never see Baron again. You will see him again. He even want to eat with me. He does. No, he doesn't. He'll be here in he a moment. Fine. He doesn't <laughs> want to be here. No, to have some sort of we will make sure that I know when I'm not wanted. Than a water. It's okay. Water is hard to keep clean, so typically ale will be provided. So I take a sort of soon as bowl. You have you have your bowl of stew, and then you have like I want an empty bowl. Eat all the food. Okay. <laughs> eat all the food, and then pour some water in. Kind of act like a mirror. They gave and you put it in front. Well, they didn't. They wouldn't have. Again, they wouldn't have water. Oh, so, but I have water skin though. We have water skin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. So I'm using that water, pouring the bowl to put in front of you. Okay. That's like. You'll mirror. have to refill your water skin at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does want to be around you. It's just very hard for him. I want to make it easy for him. If I have to feel a little bit of pain, it's okay. And then Baron walks in. Ah, there you are. Uh, well, you're holding a knife to your face. You're like, this is a good idea. I'm not even going to ask anymore. Kraz is getting <laughs> naked. Except for, like, his, like, under armor, like, his underclothes. They're wet. Yeah. They're wet. I'm hanging them up. I'm, like, practically so naked Baron, while they're set, talking. To set the scene for Baron and our podcast listeners, you walk into Tyson being like, no, this is a bad idea. While well, not Starlet is holding a, a dagger right to her face, being like, "I'm a cut it," and Kraz is is just stripping. Kraz is just stripping while shoving food in his face. His beard is covered in bits of chicken and stew. What in the fuck? Just oh, Kraz, no. Uh, typing. What is going on? <laughs> I'm remodeling, so you can look at me now. Mm. Shake like a dog to get all the water off. <laughs> this is a weird dog shaking noise. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like a bed creaking. Wow! No look. The reason why I'm not looking at you is not because of you. It's because of me. Well, I want to make it better for you. Do not do anything. Or actually just. Oh, I've thought about this. It's fine. And she makes a little nick. <laughs> It hurts. Ow. Would this be technically a fear check for me? 
Emily, you tell me. Guys, it's, you, you are, it's your character. You tell me. I would think that it would... You tell me. I think it would probably be a bit of a fear check. Yeah, it's definitely makes you uncomfortable, for yeah. sure. Okay, I'm going to walk up to uh, you and just grab the knife. Like, please, just... No, don't. And uh, gives you a hug. And she's like, all the air leaves her lungs, and she's like, oh, he's hugging me. Like... He's accepting me? There's definitely a wave of emotions. There was that guilt of, you know, the pain that you you felt because of the face, of the, of the skin, of the body you wear, and that rejection uh, that you felt. But it, this shock and welcoming embrace is very much needed. You didn't even know how much you needed it as much as he needed it. You all share a quiet moment together. You do not need to change your face for me. I need time to heal from the actions I have done against you. You never did anything to me. It's my problem. I will try and. What do you think you did to her? I took life from her. No, I I did. If I didn't want to be alive. She would still be who she is. I was the one that sealed the deal. I am very much responsible for this whole ordeal. So please. Are you asking me to accept your apology for me being alive? No, it's not that. Then there shouldn't be anything to forgive. Forgive me for being... The way I am currently. I told you I can't. I can't forgive you because I don't see anything to forgive. Are you planning on doing something? No, not fully. You were planning on doing something then. Um, I'm planning on doing something to help me, but I don't know yet. It's all up in the air. If you want help, I can help. I believe I just need time to heal currently. So forgive my absence. I will take my food to my room and eat in there, if you don't mind. She can sense that, like, he he's putting on a brave face. And she goes along with it for the moment. So Baron goes to grab a small bowl of chicken soup. Okay. To find it's all been eaten by crabs. <laughs> There's, I mean, it was a big pot of stew. Yeah. Crabs so, so isn't that bad. No, yeah, I mean, like you definitely, you definitely ate your two, three bowls. Your, your, Easy. you know, your, your share, yeah. your more than your share. But there was a, a big pot of stew, yeah. definitely more than enough for all of you. Um, it is definitely past the dusk. Um, you arrived, you know, uh, probably in real world terms around six o'clock. It's probably been about an hour because you had to wait for your food. So it's probably around seven, seven thirty now. So Kras goes to the middle of the room, practically naked, and goes to sleep with everybody eating and standing around. Okay, uh, Alex, with, you, with, with Petunia, sorry, Typhang, you've watched on as Baron and not Scarlet, you know, share this heartfelt moment together. Then you turn around and there's a half-naked dwarf snoring on the floor behind you. I grab him by the ankles and drag him back to his room. 
You're like, well, through the two people standing near the door, and you're just like, excuse me a moment, and you just drag Crass awkwardly through I mean, the I door. I always drag him by his tail. Beats Beats God. Beats fine. Do I wake up? <laughs> I mean, you can wake up if you want to. You only just went to sleep. You just sleep right there. Even right if you now. do wake up, you decide it's not worth it to. to nah. You're like he's carrying me. I don't have to move. This is great. Oh, can I wake up half-heartedly and grab my bedroll? <laughs> as he's as he's dragging me, I'm dragging my bedroll too. Sure. Your bedroll wouldn't be there because you're not in your room. No, I already put the bedroll down. Oh, yeah, I, sure. it I just I already put it down in the middle of the room. I just went to sleep. Jeez. Oh, my naked clothes. So your heartfelt conversation is only interrupted by, excuse me a moment, as Typhang drags Kraz out the room, uh, drags Kraz out the room, snoring quite loudly. And in his sleepy super, he grasps onto his bedroll and drags it with him. Ah, a parade. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was so awesome. <laughs> Uh, Baron's just gonna eat a little bit of soup here in the room. Okay. Is there anything else you guys want to do? Eight hours sleep. Okay. You all can get a long rest. Okay. So for those who had any hit points that were missing or spell slots missing, you regain those. You get half your hit dice back. And I believe that um, we have a little dream for some people. Ooh. Where are my notes? <clears throat> I tried. I went to sleep. Do you try to go to sleep? <laughs> I went to sleep. She fights it at first. Okay. Um, make a constitution tape that way. Just to see how well yeah. you can fight it off or how long. Con plus five. That's 12. Okay. You, you try to fight it off because you're like, Oh, I, I don't know how to sleep. What if I do it wrong? There's these all these this wave of emotions because you've never slept before. You've never you eat your first meal today, and so much has happened. You've only been alive for a day, and all these memories, all these experiences flood in your mind, and eventually exhaustion overtakes you as you drift off to sleep for the very first time. The memories of your past lives flood into your mind. And as each memory ends, you feel it leave you. These people who make up the whole of your existence are fading rapidly, making room for you to make memories of your own. But one memory, one feeling continues to stay etched in your mind. A memory of murky waters, a rolling and a figure on a lake with outstretched hand, a raven's feather, a raven's eye. And you all wake up. The next day. Ah! She like bolts straight up and goes, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you're like, you sleep at panic wake up. You like panic fell asleep and panic wake up. You're like, oh my god, this is sleep? Amazing. (laughs) Terrifying. So I notice I'm in a room that I haven't been in before (laughs) that I don't know how I got here. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I just leave. And uh, I assume I'd recognize the hallway. Yeah. So I go straight downstairs. I mean, Kraz is dumb, but he's not... That dumb. Not that dumb. So I go downstairs. Okay. Looking for the barkeep, because I'm hungry again. Okay. And uh, I find it a little cold, and I don't know why. And 
And <laughs> you don't get dressed. You just walk downstairs. Right. I don't realize. Okay. I'm hungry. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, a I'm hat. used to wearing my clothes all the time, so I forgot that I was wet and I'm not wearing sure. any and haven't looked down yet. Sure. So, so a yeah. half-naked yeah. dwarf yeah. thumps downstairs yeah. groggily and... Not trying to be quiet at all. No, of no. course not. I don't think... Gr- Kraz knows how to be quiet. Not very well, no. Remember a um, stealth check before the fields? Yeah, that was uh, like a two. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was not great. It was terrible. Uh, you, there's a heavy footsteps uh, as you make your way downstairs. Uh, those who are asleep can wake up whenever they choose to and join in the conversation at a point. Otherwise, it'll be just me and Kraz talking. I'm about. hoping that I wake up slightly before these two just because I'm so excited to be alive and not yeah. dead having slept. Yeah. I think you'll wake up by the sound of the heavy footsteps mm-hmm. as Kraz makes his way downstairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the innkeeper is there. It, he's groggy as it's quite early in the morning. There's some sort of hot piping beverage at his side, and he's sipping it to his groggy eyes. And That's then he turns around and he sees you, Kraz, and he's like, Oh my, you probably want to get dressed before you come down here. It's rather cold. And he just sees your nips just pointing out rock hard. <laughs> so I look down. I look at him. I look down. I look at him. Is there any tablecloths on the tables? No. You think that this place has tablecloths? What oh, kind of rich God. place is this? Uh, Kraz wants to order food, and I'll be right back with money. Can Kraz do that? Uh, yeah, so I will get you some breakfast. So Kraz needs... Seven. Seven breakfasts. Seven breakfasts? Yes, yes, yes. Okie dokie. Would you like a hearty breakfast? Oh, yeah. Seven hearty breakfasts. Yes, yeah, seven yes. hearty breakfasts. Yeah, with drinks. With with, with drinks? Yes, Kraz likes Ale? This. Ale is good? Ale, yeah. Kraz do the ale. Yeah, yeah. Kraz don't drink much ale. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Better double the ale. Fourteen. <laughs> Better double that. Yeah. Kraz, go get money. Kraz, be back. Okay, okay. Two group before. He, he's like trying roughly to count on his fingers. Okay. And he's probably going to give you either ask way too much of you or way too little, much yeah. like he did the previous night. While Kale, the DM, tries to figure out how much this meal is going to cost. I just you guys. like to imagine that this poor man is shouting like, Greta, get here. I need more fingers to count on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I can still picture it. Uh, for podcast listeners... All of my innkeepers are halflings, and all the cooks are named Greta, because I'm not creative, and we have a real Nurse Joy, uh, Officer Jenny syndrome happening in my nice. universe. <laughs> so I go up to the room to go get my clothes and stuff okay. for everybody um, else. What are the rest of you doing while I attempt to do math? She is quietly waking up, and she's looking at the sleeping faces of, well, I assume Taifang is in the room. Taifang would be doing his prayers, getting his spells ready as he should. Yeah. <laughs> She kind of tiptoes away to give him his time, and uh, she moves into the room where Baron was. Is Baron sleeping? Uh, yeah. Okay. She kind of peeks over and looks at you for a few minutes, just kind of quietly observes you, and then leaves. I barge into the first room that we were first in. I don't even knock. I just open it, looking for my clothes. Crass here! Crass wants his clothes! I assume they're dry. I was probably kind and hung them up for you after you left <laughs> by the fire, so they're toasty warm. Yay! Kraz puts the bod. Kraz goes and uh, rolls up his bedroll from the other room and comes back, makes sure everything's ready. Kraz likes to have everything ready. He's like a boy scout. Yeah. He has to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Are you done with my knife? 
Oh, I never gave that. Can I actually borrow it for a few more minutes? That's fine. As long as Kraus gets it back. I need it for my carving. Yeah, I'll yeah. be right back. Right back. No. And rush. she goes into the, the one room that is not being currently occupied. She spends there. a little bit of time in there. Okay, I will come back to you in a minute. I'm yeah. still trying to do math because copper pieces and silver pieces are weird. Uh, the rest of you losers, what are you doing? Probably just getting up now. After hearing the door close. Mm-hmm. Kraz goes downstairs to pay the innkeep. Now that he's dressed. <laughs> and not feeling cold. Sorry, I was doing math because you asked for a lot of food in mm-hmm. a lot of random currencies. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I had to be like, Hey, I have to figure out how much it actually costs, and then I have to do an intelligence check to see how smart this guy is and actually doing math okay. to see how much he'll actually charge you. Okay. Thirteen. This is above average. You'll get pretty close to, I think, to the actual amount. <laughs> okay with that. Okay. Talk about the uh, the innkeep. Class here to pay. Class class closed now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I haven't got your meal yet. It's only been like thirty seconds. Uh, but uh, that'll be one gold and seven silver pieces, please. So Kraz puts five gold coins on the table. He takes it and doesn't ask questions. And Kraz, <laughs> Kraz wants big ale now. He goes over. Now. Uh, how big of an ale do you want? Biggest cup. Kraz wants to see big cup. <laughs> Greta walk out like this, like with just the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, the soup pot. <laughs> He shouts over, Greta, bring the big one! And he walks over with, like, essentially a mini cast okay. and just plops it on the table, taps it, hands you a mug, and says, have fun! And then walks away to go do, uh, to come breakfast. So guys are just sitting there drinking. Okay, uh, I knew you were going to cut yourself. We'll talk about that in a second. Baron, what are you doing? <laughs> what kind um, of walking into uh, the, uh, uh, knocking on the other Doors there. You go talk to Taipei? Yeah. Um, I assume I like that's the middle room that he's in. No, I think you were in the middle room and you guys. I've gone to the room side. that's unoccupied. We were there in the was middle room one because room. Starla was supposed to be taking. It's Firefly was supposed to be taking care of the fire. Yeah. So I guess you go to the far room yeah. on the left. Yeah. So, so I guess that you guys. Prize are is old room, room kind of thing. So like I uh, was in the other room, so I knock on uh, both the other doors to see if I get a response. Okay. You get, you hear a response from me as well if you knock on my door. Yeah, it's like breakfast up. I'll be down in just a moment. Okay, so it's like go in here, Kraz. No, and she walks to the door. And she opens the door. It's like, huh. And do I notice a knife in your hand? No, it's all done. You already cut yourself. No, I haven't cut myself. What'd you do? <laughs> Um, For the DM, yes. tell me what you've done in the okay. five minutes I, that you were left I, I preemptively rolled decks just to make sure I could do it okay. and see what you think. Okay. And I have a 23. Okay. So what she was doing, and she's thinking back, she's having a hard time remembering some things right now. But then she she was like, I need clothes. I need I need things. And there's not a lot of money, and I need to pay for this. And like she's inherited, she's inherited money problems now. Suddenly, thinking about the conversation yesterday, and she's trying to come up with something she can do to make money. Okay. And she's like, I don't have anything. All I've got is this. And then she can remember many, many years ago, being asked, not her, but the person she was, being asked if she would be willing to sell her hair. Her hair. Okay. So I she, thought you were going to go out and sell your body, and no, I was like, Wow, go to prostitution. They Jesus were. Christ. They were. Very upset about that, so she's like, this might be okay. 
This is a solution for everyone's Okay, problems. so you, you, you took the heart, cutting your yeah. face was bad, so you decided to cut your hair instead. Yeah, so she's bound it, and she just sort of cut off a ponytail. Okay. And she's sort of loving, lugging it over her shoulder when she answers the door. You and and Suri had very long hair, yes. like like she had the passed same. down to your hips, yeah. right? So now you've cut it almost like shoulder, shoulder length. length. Okay. So oh. you walk in and you just see her her hair, a big bundle of her long uh, golden locks um, slung over her shoulder, and the rest of her hair is now sh- like shoulder length. Oh, well. But that feels a little better. It was rather heavy, but do you think I can get much money for this? I, w- I think I would need to do an intelligence check sure. on that one. Eight, 14. You can definitely, if you find the right buyer, you might get a couple of gold worth it, but in a small village like this, you're not likely to get more than a handful of silver. Maybe? I don't know fully. I mean, like, I mean, a couple of gold might not sound a couple of silver and a couple and a, gold, a couple of gold might not sound like a lot to a rich adventurer, but to like to the townsfolk, to regular people, it's a lot of money. Yeah. When you consider that some of them might only make a couple of gold a year, yeah, or a gold a year. But they're loving us right now. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, like you, you, you gave him like fucking several years worth of money, and he's like, I am not asking any questions. I might not be smart, but I'm smart enough to know to keep my mouth shut. So Kraz wants to... Remember to mark off your... I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm at 51 now. So she... Are you coming to breakfast? Uh, yeah, I'm going to head down shortly. Just going to check in on Tai Feng. He I don't was praying. Know. Okay. I'm still going to see if he's doing okay. Um, it's a little awkward. Yeah. Between... Who? Us. Uh, oh. You can say if you don't like me. I don't like the person that I have become. I hope that I will like who you are now, if that makes sense to you. I liked I liked Charlotte. I never knew Serene. Well, I'm neither of those people. Sorry. Um, if we ever get chances to talk after food, of course, I hope that we get along well enough. I hope so. You did make me after all. And she kind of just trots off. Are you going to head downstairs? Yeah. So Kraz in the drunken state. You don't get drunk instantaneously. Well, no, but I'm feeling buzzed now. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess you've just been like... There's dicks downstairs! Because I'm downstairs, right? No one's there but me in the... Yeah. No fucking walls rattle. Yeah. 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 Same with the audio peaking on our podcast right now. Sorry. <laughs> Anytime you talk. <laughs> and so you, you come downstairs to uh, this poor little halfling man just... Pulling out like piles of food as he's like trying desperately to build it together this big breakfast that Kraz has ordered uh, for unclear if it's for himself or for all of you, but he's definitely ordered food. Uh, Typhang, uh, you uh, finish your prayers. There's that strange absence in your mind where you, from at least from Starla's perspective, where she could always feel 
per deity, and she always talked about it. You don't necessarily feel the sort of connection you expect to, but you still say out your prayers. Is there anything else you would like to do, though? Um, during my prayer, I do ask out to Leftaria, please guide me into how I can serve you better and how I can serve my friends, the bonds I've created better. And eventually you rejoin everyone uh, downstairs uh, to a, a half-drunken dwarf, a pile of food, and I think that's where we'll take a break, because we have dogs that are barking. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Remodeling. Me. No.